0: morning, everyone. Praise the Lord. The spirit of the Lord is here. I tell you, if I didn't have to speak, I would have just said, Brother Emmy, just keep going. Just keep going. Keep going. Oh, my goodness. God is so good. He is. He is faithful. He is everything that we sang about him. Amen. Amen. So this morning, I'm not going to be before you long, and um, I just... I don't see a whole lot of children in the sanctuary this morning, but that's okay. I'll, I'll, grab, some other, I'll grab some other individuals. But this morning, I want to share with you. The title of my sermon is, You've Got My Word on It. And we're talking about this year. We have just crossed over into a new year, 2018. And our theme, our theme for this year is, The Harvest is Ready. Living your life on mission, on mission. And I would just ask the question, where do you get the mission? Who gives you the mission? Um, Does it come from your mom, your dad, your teacher, you know, the pastor, your Sunday school teacher? Who gives you the mission? Who, Who gives us the mission? The Lord, yes. The Lord gives us the mission. So for us to live our life on mission, knowing that the harvest is ready, and when we and when I'm thinking about harvest, I'm thinking about you have planted, you have sown, you have dug around your garden, whatever it is that you want to see grown, and you're ready to go and just pick it up. Just like you know, my daughter Lisa plants a, a strawberry patch. And at a certain time of the spring, we just go out and we just pick up those strawberries, just pick them up. We don't spend a whole lot of time with them. She planted the seed, and then before we knew it, it had sprung up. So I want to talk to you this morning about why is it important to know the word of God, to know the scriptures, to know who God is. And if you know that, you will be able to live your life In your mission, on mission, on purpose. So I want you to, we just turn to that first slide. Let's read the word of God together. Everyone see it, Psalm 119, verse 11. Let's read it together. Reading, thy word have I laid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Read it again. Thy word have I laid up in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And then our next scripture is found in Psalm 119, verse 105. Let's read it together. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and light unto my path. So the word we has the word has been given to us and we according to the scripture we are to lay it up the the king james version says you gotta hide it in your heart hide the word in your heart so why not hide it in your mind now as i'm speaking this morning i want to engage you all so i'm gonna be asking for some responses okay? So, Deidre, (laughs) it's okay. It's all good. It's all good. All good. Why would you hide the word in your heart and not in your mind? Don't go too deep now. (laughs) Don't go too deep. (laughs) Why not in your mind? thank you, thank you, (laughs) yes, yes. You hide the word in your heart because at some time, whatever that word, the word that was sown in your heart, it's going to be used. It's going to be challenged. And if you have it in your mind, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Just knowing that, you know, in my mind, I'm able to recite it. I'm able to say it. But when you are in trouble, just as we were singing about, and you have no resources, you've got to know that the Lord is my shepherd. And the other translation is, I have no need. I have no lack. So he's my shepherd, I shall not want. So the word is to be hidden in your heart. And I just want to, um, I just want to, is she here? Yes, I want to praise God. I want to give a, 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 a shout out to my Sunday school teacher. Mother Watson, when I came to Pentecostal Tabernacle, She was my first Sunday school teacher. And I'll tell you, when I came and I sat in her class, it was like I had read the word before, but the way she taught it, the way she shared it to the class, those words came alive. She made it fun. And I'll tell you what she used to do, just a couple of minutes she used to have this chart in the classroom and it was, you know, the left side was for the names of the children and then there were lines and lines and rows and rows of just empty squares. And so what she would do, every Sunday, she would give us a scripture to learn. Come back the next week if you recite it you get a gold star. It was like, oh, I can do this. I can do this because I want the gold star. And then she, she sweetened the pot. Not only do you get a gold star, but at the end of the quarter, I have a prize box. And if you have, for three months, you have consecutive gold stars, you have the authority, you have my permission to go into that prize box and take out whatever you want. So the children in my classmates, we would say, I'm gonna beat you, Lady Carmen. Barbara, I'm gonna be the winner. And we it just put this incentive in us to study the word and study the word. And you know what? I have to admit, at the time, I was studying the word for the wrong reason. Because I wanted a prize. I wanted to see my name up there lit up in gold. (laughs) But you know what happened? It was through her instruction that that word became part of me. So every time, you know, I would come in and she'd say, okay, Anita, time for you to recite your your scripture verse. And I would get up and and recite it properly. She said, okay, you got a gold star. And it was like, (sighs) you're feeling good? But you know what? Sometimes we might be looking at the scripture and thinking, This is so boring. I don't understand it. I don't know what it means. But you know what the word is doing? It's attaching itself to you. Come on now. Work illustration. (laughs) The word is attaching itself to you. It's getting hidden in your heart. Way down deep in your heart. And so... As we read, oh, oh, come on, illustration. Thy word have I laid up in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So there is going to be a time when that word is going to be tried in your life. So, you know, you're going to face a challenge. You're going to face a situation. And just as Jesus responded in Matthew chapter 4, when he was led into the wilderness and the devil tempted him, what was Jesus' response? It is written. It is written. He had the word. He was able to turn to the devil and say, I've got the word on this. And I'm telling you right now, man, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Man is not to live that's the next slide. In Matthew 4.4, 4, he answered and said, it is written, one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So, my faith, our faith was challenged back in, I believe it was 90, around 92. My husband and I were living in an apartment building, a two-bedroom 2, um, two bedroom apartment in Medford. and But our family was growing. And so all my sweet children were in one room, <laughs> running over each other, spilling over each other. And we said, you know what? We have outgrown this space. Long story short, We, Roy and I sat down and we said, you know, we're gonna, we, we need to move. But as Elder Roy said, I don't want to move into another apartment because I've had it with this apartment business. You know, being, um, awakened in the middle of the night with somebody fighting, somebody screaming. And then unfortunately we had a tenant below us that wasn't so, fastidious i'll use that word and so one morning as i was taking my shower i saw some little um invaders crawling in my apartment and i i looked at my husband and i said we've got to get out of here but at that, up to that point, I had not received any word from the Lord. And I was saying, how are we going to do this? I'm home with the children. Roy's the only one working. How are we going to be able to, to afford a home? But you know what? The Lord put the right realtor in our path. He put the right people that needed to give us the information. And up to that point, we were looking at homes. Left and right, like every day of the week. Oh, the realtor called and said he has another house to show you. So we would go and we would look and we would stand there and we would say, this is, this is not it. Because you know what the word was that the Lord gave us? Psalm 84, 11. The Lord will show you the path of life. Wait, let me... No, let let me read this thing properly. The Lord God is a sun and shield. He will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. So once and now, I had read that scripture in Sunday school and all the way up, you know, youth group and everything. But that particular day, the word came alive in me, the word of the Lord. And every time we would go and look at another house, I would line it up with the word. He said, no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. And I looked and I would see, this is not good. There's no space for my children to go and play. There's not enough cabinets in the kitchen. We'll be all cramped up in here. It's not good. The word says no good thing will he withhold. So I was not going to settle. We almost, almost, we saw our house in Bill Ricker. Nothing against Bill Ricker. We had the space, the cabinets, the room, and everything but thank God for my mother-in-law that came to visit us. And she looked around. She said, this is a beautiful house. This is very nice. But then she said to us, but where is, where is this house in proximity to the church? The church is in Cambridge. So after you all serve and you do whatever you got to do, everybody else will be home and you'll be still on the road driving to your house she caused us to think about that word again no good thing so I said okay Lord I looked at Roy Roy looked at me and said we like the house but I don't think this is it so we told and and for confirmation the that the the present owner's husband started acting a little crazy and cuckoo, and we said, yeah, this is confirmation. This is not. This is not the place for us. So God gave us our, he, re, he gave us the answer to our request, still in Medford, 15 minutes away from church or less, depending on how fast we're driving. <laughs> Transportation, bam, location, location, location. It was what we needed. It was what we asked for. But it was the word that guided us. He said no good thing. And so I want to move on because I see the time just moving ahead here. So I thank God for the word that was sown in my heart in Sunday school and just growing up and hearing the word over and over and over again. So why Why is it important to know the word? Because the word has the power to transform your life. The word has the power to transform your life. And the word affects the quality of my life has the word affected your life in a good way? Oh, only only 5 people it has affected? The word has affected your life, the quality of your life. And I, you know, I apologize for this illustration with these silly stickies cuz I wanted to put all of these scriptures that I have here and just stick them all over me. Because that word hidden in your heart, it's fleshed out and you're transformed by the word. So when the challenge comes, you don't miss the mark. You do what the Lord wants you to do because the word is there in your heart. So I want to pass out some stickies here. And just these three areas... The word has the power to transform your life with peace, protection, and provision. So, peace. Psalm 27.1 says, Jehovah is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Jehovah is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Who needs to know this? Who needs to know this? Okay, Tina. Stick it up. Yes, yes. Very good. Put it right there. Oh, yes. Philippians 4. 6 and 7. In nothing be anxious. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known. Come on near unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall guard your heart and your thoughts. In Christ Jesus. Stick it on there. Hide it in your heart. Hallelujah. Your peace. There's a whole lot more word on peace. Peace but I only have a short amount of time here. Let's move on to your protection. Anyone feeling like you're vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy? Who's that with their hand up? Virginia? Come on up, sweetheart. Come on up. Psalm 121, 7 and 8. Jehovah will keep you from all evil. He will keep your soul. Jehovah will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Stick that on. Yeah. Protection. Protection. Isaiah fifty four seventeen. Come on up. Come on up, Naomi. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall condemn. Hallelujah. Stick it on there. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, all right. We're coming, we're coming, we're coming closer. Provision. Provision. Okay, sweetheart. <laughs> Psalm 8411 It's the same one that I quoted that he gave us to the Ray family. For Jehovah is a sun and shield. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. <laughs> and then we have Philippians 4.19. Philippians 4.19. Who needs to know this? Come, Messeret Come on up. In the midst of the challenge, in the midst of the struggle, my God, your God, yeah. Shall supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. 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 So yes, our God, his word stands forever. His word is the final word. It doesn't matter what people say. It does not matter what even your parents have spoken over you. God's word is, is the final word. So I want you to be encouraged today. And I want to speak to the, the children. As you are about, I'm about to dismiss you. I want you to stand up. All the children going to Sunday school this morning. And I just want to share something. that was shared with my children when they were going to school. Now, our children went to a private Christian academy, and every morning before they started class, this is what they would say, and I want to speak it over your life. I have the life of God in me, the nature of God in me, The wisdom of God in me. God has given me favor with every one of my teachers, and I thank him for it. God has given me love for every one of my teachers and schoolmates. Only the Lord can do that. Thank you for giving me knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. The life of God in me makes my personality great. The life of God in me gives me knowledge and intelligence. The life of God in me causes me to be obedient to my parents and my teachers. I will obey them on the first try. I am walking in the light of life. I am the light of the world. I am the salt of the earth. I am blessed and I do succeed in all that I do. I am the head and not the tail. The blessings of God have overtaken me because I am a believer in Christ. My heavenly father loves me and cares for me. May the Lord bless you. Each and every one of you, you are dismissed for Sunday school. Now, I want you, those that are remaining, as we continue, I'll be done in a couple of minutes. As I spoke those words over the children just today, this is the first time I'm even mentioning that, just think of all of those children in the school that every morning they recited this. There's very few of them that I can think or even have heard that have gone astray. The word was just sown into them. It was spoken in them. And I just want to say to parents, you have a great responsibility. Not only parents, but aunties and uncles, grandma and grandpa, sisters and brothers that might be older. You have a responsibility to sow the word of the Lord into these young, impressionable lives. Don't say, well, I don't have any children. One day you're going to have some. And even if you don't have any now, there are some children that you can impact with the word of the Lord. Don't think, well, that's not my responsibility. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's we are the community of faith and we raise these children up in faith, not only the children, but even the the, um, the teenagers, we have a responsibility to put that word in them. Amen? The quality of their life, it's going to be seen. It's going to be seen. And you know, I, I'll just say this one thing, and then I want the parents to stand. When when um, my children left the, um, the academy, because it closed, they went to public school. And they went in there, and some of their teachers, some of the, the, the coursework was like, we learned all of this in the academy. And some of their peers and their friends were saying, "How how is it that you know this? how do you know this they said because our teachers taught us this thing carefully taught and taught and taught it so it was so much a part of it that when they got into high school it was easy it was easy they just sailed through and i'm saying that what we teach them is going to help them later on in the areas the arenas that they go into That the Word of God is gonna prevent them from being swept up with foolishness, being swept up in things that are ungodly, being swept up in what the world says, you know, you gotta act this way. The Word of God, as our Pastor Del Turco said last year, because the Word of God is in them, they're ruined. They are ruined. Even when they make mistakes, and we all make mistakes because we're not perfect, but the word is there. You can't extract the word out of you. It has been hidden in your heart. So this morning, I want to encourage you. I have some more scriptures here that I just want to lay on some people. Hide the word. Hide the word. That's where he wants it to be. And I just want to say there might be some people here that you struggled in 2017 and you've crossed over into 2018. And as pastor spoke last week, you haven't received your promise yet. I want to declare over you what. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, God has made everything beautiful in its time, in its time. Who needed to hear that? Who especially needed to hear that? You're having a struggle with the word says one thing, but your mind is racing and saying, oh, I got this in control. I got this in control. This is Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. I'm going to give this to you right here. Isaiah 26, another one for peace. Another one for peace. I want that word in you. I want that word to dwell richly in you. And what I want you to do, this is what I want you to do. If at least, f- okay, I'm going to say five, five people. If you study that word this week, next week when you come to church, I want you to find me. I want you to recite that word back to me. So you keep that sticky. You go into the word and read the scripture. Read it and I want you to come back and recite it to me. If five, five of you come, you've got my word on it. I have something good for you. I got something good for you. So you got my word I want you to study that word and let that word get into your spirit. Amen. Let us all stand. The first five, the first five. There's one more scripture that we are going to read together. And it's going to be up on the, the, um, the screen. That last slide. Deuteronomy 11, 18 to 21. Starting with that 18th verse. Okay, let's read it together. I want everyone reading it together. And this specifically is to parents, guardians, grandma, grandpa, aunties, uncles, whoever. This is the assignment of the Lord concerning our children. Let's read it together. You shall put these words of mine in your heart and soul and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and fix them as an emblem on your forehead. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you are at home, when you are away, vacation, when you lie down, and when you rise. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates so that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land that the Lord swore to your ancestors to give them as long as the heavens are above the earth. Amen. Amen. And to those that say, I am the first generation of people come that have come into faith in my family, There's nobody else, as far as I know, in my family lineage that knew God or spoke the word. Well, I'll tell you, it starts with you. It starts today with you. And that promise is for you and your seed. Amen. God bless you.